Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Radio, you already know what it do. Black consciousness is the claim, one world is the aim. Um, something happened to the phone. What's that? Uh oh. Yeah, we in here. Black consciousness is the claim, one world is the aim. 
This is Soundbites Radio coming to you live and direct on WVMR, WVMRadio.net. Tune in live. We're here every Saturday. For the live or playback, we're here every Saturday, uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Shout out to S-Rock in the building, always holding us down with the sounds. And um, yeah, we're in here. You're on a holiday, holiday celebration weekend. Just got off with some gratitude. So we're going to get into some stuff we're grateful about this week and, you know, and so much more November topics, hot topics coming in um, to wrap up. You know, we've been away for a couple of days, so we'll get into that for you in a bit. Nefra, what you got going on? Nefra, getting a live feed together. Yeah, Facebook is doing its own thing right Facebook now. Facebook stayed doing its own thing. You know how that goes. Literally, we were in session and it just like, I'm going to check out right quick for you. But, you know, we're going to do what it do. Let our uh, technical circumstances, it's not going to overpower us today because okay. we have some amazing things to talk about today. Uh, yeah. And we're going to chat it up with you folks, the lovely Facebook fam and extended fam and world fam and international fam and all that good stuff. Yeah, you already know. You already know. I ain't got nothing to love for you. Check, check, let's see. I ain't got nothing but love for you, baby. Do that on repeat. Okay, so getting the technicals out the way. Yeah, I think we I think we might be straight right now. Yeah, yeah, we good, we good. I think we, we might we be straight. We came back in. Okay. I think we're live now. We're we're back in. All right, All right so cool. What's cool. going on now for us? We here. <coughs> grounding in, grounding in, we here. Focusing yeah, up. Yeah, we're in here. We're in here. Um yeah, peace and blessing. Thanks to you guys always for being with us, receiving from our sound bites live radio. I'm Queen Nefera to Ma'ati Ra, uh, the sacred lotus blossom of love, balance, joy, harmony, and abundance, and unto Ra, I give my heart. And the king, Hasir Ka Nefera. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bless Doing what I do in support always. Of Ra, good of heart. Okay. Um, also known as Path P. The extraordinary one. Oh, <laughs> extraordinary we had it, the extraordinary one, one to the, the time. Extraordinary okay, I get one. That. I received that. Yes. Yeah. Um, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. So what's good? What's good? Um. Yeah. So we had thanks gathering. Thanks gathering. I hope everyone enjoyed themselves. Gathering enjoyed the family. The enjoyed the connection. Enjoyed the opportunities to connect. Um. And I just really wanted to touch on just a little quick minute about the thanks gathering instead of Thanksgiving. Mm. <clears throat> and thanks. About? Okay, new specs, guys. New specs. Okay. Right? Because I've been struggling trying to see you guys' comments every time we have a show. So today I'm in the new specs. Okay. So you can comment Thank from you, across courtesy. the street and she can see you. <laughs> courtesy. All of the comments, every single letter. He's like, you playing games. We're going to get you these new glasses. That's, that's real. So I appreciate him. Yeah, appreciate um, your sight, y'all. That's, that's real shit. That's real shit. Seeing appreciate. is a thing. Seeing is a thing. Um, uh, no pun intended. Okay. Oh, so the sound right. bites. Exactly. See, and it's a thing. Um, so, but we really wanted to talk about, um, I wanted to just jump on really quickly about um, thanks gathering. And thanks gathering is, um, is something that I, I'm sure was out there in the world. Hi, Kelsey. I'm sure something was, it was out there in the world, hmm. um, in the world space, but I adopted it and we brought it into our family as our way of one paying homage to the indigenous of this land. Hmm. 
Um, because I personally believe that it's a smack in the face for people to be like, oh, well, it's just Thanksgiving. It's just a word. It's just, um, you know, it's the cultural experience of this land when so many people, um, it's almost like willful ignorance mm-hmm. in a way that is dismissive because it's just like it's not a big deal thing. It's like it's okay. It's not a big deal. It kind of is a really, really big deal. Huge. It kind of is really a big deal. And since we all know that Christopher Columbus like fell and bumped his head and didn't discover a damn thing, right? <laughs> um, because you're not going to discover this $100 bill in my pocket. I'm sorry. We gonna have a, It's going to be a misunderstanding. You go around here discovering this $100 bill that's already in my pocket. I'm just saying. Consequences, repercussions. So there's going to be some consequences and repercussions. So, um, and where a lot of us are in a space where we don't really think about it. So for a lot of people, it's not an intention to be disrespectful or dismissive or... Um, uh, you know, just just like flagrant disregard for the families um, of those indigenous people. So, in order to be different, you have to be different, and to be different, you it's really around your your frequency. So, if you are disregarding the fact that oh, this is Thanksgiving and we're just gonna eat some you know some ham and chitlins and whatnot and whatnot, and that's what, what it's gonna be. You know, it's a dismiss of the sacrifices and the struggles that a lot of us as Americans, I'm going to tell you, I didn't know how deep it was for the indigenous people until I, I began to expose myself to spaces and places where they were and have authentic conversation with them. So that while I'm, I'm decompressing and, and, and <clears throat> we're talking about the different things that have supported um, people of colors, some of our deficits, right? The indigenous people have a conversation around what's happening in their culture and their communities and with their families and certain things that are pressing to them. So we want to be clear about where we're sending our energy and disregarding our energy's presence by saying, oh, it's just Thanksgiving. It's just a fun way to, you know, we're not we're not here celebrating Christopher Columbus and we're not thinking about the pilgrims, etc." No, maybe not, but that's what the story represents. That's what the story represents. Um, and I and I we talked last time about lies my teacher told me. There's actually in print in school textbooks today that describes the occasion that was the the means for creating the narrative around Thanksgiving. That the what did what did it say about the 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 inhabitants of this land. Oh, so came they, to, the the, yeah. the the paraphrase. You talking about that? Yeah, that, that piece, are, right? yeah, that uh-huh. RPG, yeah. The paraphrase is basically like you know the um, indigenous people uh, made a space for the newcomers, the new settlers, right. to move in. So, oh yeah, we're just gonna. Oh, okay, you, you want to settle here? Okay, cool. We'll, sure. we'll, we'll we'll go and move into this other part of the land. Right. You guys be good. Take care of it. You know, do what you gotta do. Right. We'll, we'll be good. We'll be over here. And it's like, oh, thank you, great. And everyone will live happily ever after. Not quite. Maybe not all the way. Maybe there were some parts of that that may have been like a piece, but that's not the whole entire piece. You know, that whole entire piece that's you know dismissive of the the genocide and rape and all these different things that did take place oh, in order for yeah. the colonization in full of this to, land to occur. Right, exactly. Because it wasn't all this whole thing of we they, everyone just moved around peacefully and and gave way to space. You know, and I'm that's sure if sure it was done all over again, it probably would have went down a lot differently with what they know now. <laughs> so th- this is what this is this is taken um into consideration what we what we subscribe to and what we choose to Ghosts. put our energy 
The Sorry. fact that yeah, that's the indigenous people up in here like, like yeah, yeah preach. Sick of this. They like yeah, knocking over the cups. <laughs> we up in this piece. Thank you, sister. Thank you, brother, for representing us and being with us. Yes, and paying homage <laughs> to us. So it's not okay to dismiss these things in inside of our own. You know, want to coddle our own consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is why you know we've changed. I've committed to you know an opportunity for me to cook mm. a really, really big meal, which I do once a year, have been doing it once a year for almost 10 years. And I've cleaned up majority of those recipes that came from the scraps of slave times, right? Uh, chitlins. Well, I don't eat chitlins. I never have. Yeah. I couldn't stand the way they smell cooking in my grandmother's house, so I've never eaten them. Um, but and I also don't cook ham. Um, but yeah, you, we want to be mindful of what we do with our energy mm-hmm. and how we source our energy and the fact that we are, the fact that we're disregarding, yeah, you all want you to yeah. want you go into that. The disregarding of the indigenous people in that, in that conversation, just making it about, oh, well, we're just going to have turkey. Right. That doesn't really work because what's happening is you're unbeknownst to yourself through willful ignorance are relinquishing power of your energy and someone else in a narrative is conducting your energy and your power and they send it someplace else. And the fact that you're not aware of it is why your energy gets to be sourced away from you and forced someplace else to do something else. Right. Right. But, but right, jump yeah. into that article. Yeah. So yeah. in, in, in that mindfulness, we recently came across this article recently mm-hmm. because it was like yesterday, of course. Um, we, we, we talk a lot about Colin Kaepernick as of late because he's mm-hmm. just been doing some incredible things, right. you know, mindfulness of like the likes of like John Carlos and, you know, all, uh, Muhammad Ali and all the athletes that have done their due diligence as civil mm. rights activists and athletes. Um, he celebrated Unthanksgiving Day yes. with Native Americans at Alcatraz. It was the latest article. Um, shout out to, um, I got this from Fader. Um, but yeah, he basically, he, he celebrated, he went to Alcatraz. Um, here's what he had to say. This was a post he said on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, Every year we participate in a tradition that is rooted in tragedy. Try as we must to make Thanksgiving about food, family, fun, and forming mm. fond memories. It doesn't erase the fact that the natives of this land were, and continue to be, the original victims of American systemic oppression. Mm. To f- help fight that oppression, as part of my million dollar pledge, I donated $50,000 to UCSF for the MNI, no, me. Wiconi Health, excuse me, MNI, so me, I'm assuming is how it's pronounced, Wiconi Health Clinic Partnership at Standing Rock to support the relatives there with their medical needs. At 4 a.m. this morning, uh, we rode the ferry to Alcatraz, this morning being November 24th. We rode the ferry to Alcatraz Island for the indigenous people's sunrise gathering in solidarity with the many tribes, nations visiting the space to not only honor their ancestors and celebrate their culture, but also pay respects to those that participated in the 19-month occupation of Alcatraz Island Mm. in an effort to force the American government to honor the Treaty of Fort Laramie. I was humbled to receive one of the highest honors from one of the elders. Thank you for allowing me to share this space and honor your heritage and history. And also thank you to... Uh, looks like Manny um, and uh, was it at Manny and um, at U Celestial U for the help connecting. Shout out to them um, connecting the brother with with this experience. I like how you know civil rights activists has been tacked onto this brother's name, so that's that's always pretty dope. But yeah, it's the mindfulness that we have around this time. Um, you can you can act effectively do a both end with right. being mindful of how you 
Source your energy. Right. Source your energy around what this celebration of this day gets to look like. You're not cel- not to celebrate the oppression, not to celebrate the, the genocide. Well, no people. one is, and it right. says even. But no one, no one is, says, is. But like, it's being yeah. We know it's being mindful of like where the, the stem come from. Not forget and like. Well, the article, you know, even the article like really drilled it down. It was like, yeah, you know, exactly. At the end of the day, we're really trying to make it about family, friends, and yeah. eating, and good times and memories. That's what we're. That's what we would like to do. Right, right. But that's actually not the premise right. of it. And it doesn't and, erase that. It right. Exists. And it doesn't it exist. Right. Yeah. So the fact that we come together and dismissively disregard the foundation mm. of this holiday that, as the article clearly states, as we're as, as our plain premise around it is, it's rooted in the first American oppression. You know, the 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 beginning of the American oppressive experience. Um, here's a, he actually has another quote. Um, and here's here's another quote. Yeah, he, this was interesting. He said, I realize that our fight is the same fight. We're all fighting for our justice, for our freedom, and realizing that we're in this fight together makes it all the more powerful. If there's one thing that I take away from today and seeing the beauty of every everybody out here is that we're only getting stronger every day. We're only getting larger and larger every day. Mm-hmm. I see the strength in everybody. The dancing, the rituals, that is our resistance. We continue to fight. We continue to fight for justice. We fight for our freedom, and we continue on that path. Ashe. Ashe. So, yeah. So, I, you know, I just want to just dip and dab in there a little bit because, you know, a lot of people are very passive around this, and I, and I really, you know, that's the sound bites is a premise around that, you know, supporting people and, like, being – the passiveness – we're going to have to do away with the passiveness. The passivity doesn't really work because, listen, um, the oppression of one what, – what do you say? The injustice – Justice against anyone, anywhere is the injustice. Everywhere. Okay, so an oppressed one anywhere is an oppressed one everywhere. If you want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, spit on the words. And anywhere can be, like, anywhere within history and time. Within time. In location. Right. Yeah. So we want to be strong around our passive stance on how we just, you know, adapt these things that are, quote-unquote, an American cultural experience, much of which is rooted in lies and uh, some very sad things that have happened across the American landscape, but we cannot heal from what we don't reveal. So it's not okay to, like, have sweet potato pie and, like, disregard the indigenous people that are still suffering from the ramifications of colonization of this land. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, so mindful not it's not to be you know really not about putting a damper on any type of celebration. No. It's really about connecting with the experiences, right. being mindful of course, and that's something like touching into like things like you know cultural appropriation, yeah, those different things. Like you, you know, wearing wearing the garments, wearing the attire, and all that type of stuff. But do you know the history? Are you respectful of the history and being mindful of what you're wearing, or is it just a nice outfit? You know, is 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 the day just you know just well, about food? I mean, you know partic- I mean? Those well. Sort of things. You know, well, that's a whole long conversation. I mean, because (laughs) people of color, we do that all the time anyway. Um, And that's our quote-unquote experience of exposing ourselves to other cultures. Mm. We'll just quickly grab their gear, grab their, you know, wear their hairstyles, and, you know, start going to a few of their festivals. Mm. And suddenly we can, like, begin to represent these people. Yet you've never connected to them in an intimate and a spiritual way and sat down with them and and had them tell you their prides and things that work for them. Because that's a lot of what worked for me personally within my journey of development and expansion. 
is being with people of other cultures and actually being able to experience them. Right. Um, yeah, so what's next? <laughs> what I, oh, wait. So I hope you guys enjoyed your food. Yes. You want to tell them a story? I want to tell them a story. Yes, tell them I a story. I want to tell them a story. Tell them a story. We're here for the stories. Guys, I'm going to tell you a story. So while we're preparing for our thanks gathering, now first off, I generally start cooking about 6 p.m. the next day, the day prior, Wednesday. I generally start cooking 6 p.m. on Wednesday. This time, we didn't start cooking until 4.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. We were busy like, I, I decided that spring cleaning came early. And the cleaning project turned into like tearing out closets. <laughs> like It became an explosive experience because first of all, everybody in the house was home at the same time, which is rare. So with that being said, I was like, okay, so let's try to get some of this cleaning out of the way because, you know, I cook and it's like a real spiritual experience. It's like put my mind, body, and soul into, you know, I I believe that everything is an experience. And I believe that eating and tasting and experiencing the delight that is food is an experience. So I wanted to have everything in the house, feng shui, everything just right. So Mind you, that didn't finish until 4.30 a.m. So we started cooking. And at this point, I had to call in, like, support. Call the like, troops in. <laughs> I was like, okay. So who's cutting potatoes? Who's peeling potatoes? Who's deveining the cap, the, uh, the the collard greens? And, like, who's getting the green beans? Who's getting the green beans, potatoes, and potatoes? And listen, we, I don't make turkey. Okay, that's another. That's a part of my personal stand on being and, and, and nixing the passivity. I don't cook turkey. I make roast. And our gathering dinner is everything that we like. I don't make all those extra dishes. I make mac and cheese. I make a stuffing. Um, I don't use pork necks and pigtails and whatever it is that folks put in their collard greens. Um, we don't put any of those things in our food. Um, and candied yams, we make a succotash, which is a mixed vegetable. Succotash, which is uh, an Indian dish, uh, indigenous people's dish, excuse me. Um, and what else? Potato salad. I love my potato salad. I don't mm-hmm. usually like people Super potato season. salad, but I love my potato salad. <laughs> and I make a bunch of desserts because I'm like the foodie desserts person. Well, we got started cooking at about 7.30. We had three baked goods. We had candied yams. The black Jamaican rum cake and a sweet potato pie. Yes, darling. I be getting it popping. Okay, <laughs> she said, I know that's right, girl. And listen to this. The oven pilot goes out. Out of left field, dun-dun. the oven pilot goes out. <laughs> right in the middle of the sweet potatoes. Right in the middle of the sweet potatoes. And the black rum cake had already been in the oven for about an hour and ten minutes. I put the sweet potato pie in. It was in there for about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But we're not quite sure exactly. Yes. yes o- oh, my o- God. O-M-G-D, I was like, what, <laughs> what's happening? And I was like going into a frenzy panic. <laughs> we, we went on YouTube, laying we went, on the floor, looking was, at the oven, everything. We, we were trying. tutorials. <laughs> how to turn the oven back on. Let's Praying that we don't blow ourselves happens. up in there. Okay. We had to, we tried to shield our faces with our hands. Oh, like that my would help. God. <laughs> we were just like, this is not happening. And then, okay, so then we call the, because it's holiday, so the office is actually closed. They're, they're working with like a two-man skeleton crew okay. for that particular day. And they're telling us, well, as long as the top eyes are open, that they're not coming. Just I said, say what? Tomorrow. I said, say what? I said, well, listen, that maintenance man, that security lady, they can have all of them seats. 
because what the oven is not working and I have food that needs to bake in the oven right now. So it took them it took them an hour to come upstairs. But I lied. Maybe 35 40 minutes, right? Of two conversations. Yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah. About 40 minutes. And they finally came upstairs to, to look. It's from 7:30 they just came to look at about quarter to 10. I mean quarter to 9. About yeah. 8.30 or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he came to look. He looked for about 15 minutes and decided he needed to part. Then he left for 10 minutes and came back. Put that part in and looked some more and decided he needed another part. Okay. I got my good nap on during that time. Okay. <laughs> so listen. Long story short is he finally put that last part in. He lit the stove. I We gave him a Stella. Because he said, we got a lot of food. He said, you have a lot of food to cook. I said, sir. I'm not even close to kidding. <laughs> and when he needed that second part, he was almost saying to me that he's not sure his boss had the part on site. I was like, mister, you, you need to do it. whatever needs to happen. A run to Home Depot. Whatever needs to happen, it needs to happen now. At this point, <laughs> we're two hours later. The, the oven finally starts working again. Okay, shout out to my man's in there. <laughs> Making it happen. What's his name? Oscar Thomas. Thomas. Shouts out to Thomas, the maintenance yeah. guy, the bomb.com. Okay, with his Stella. He was And he, he said, I'll you. take that Stella. I sure will save it for later. <laughs> he told us he was coming back for his sweet potato pie. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll collect him, but that's just gone. <laughs> that's just gone. Please, gone, gone. My man Thomas, you're going to have to get yeah. that from the store, Playboy. So I'm, I'm here to tell you about like the trials and journeys of circumstances and situations, things that be happening. And I was like, click, 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 click. Let's move into action. Oh, they said no? Oh, no, no, no. That's unacceptable. I can't accept no. Because I got two dishes, three dishes that are in process of cooking. Mind you, I lied. It was the candy yam, the pineapple upside down cake. Mm -hmm. And the rum cake. And the rum cake was in the oven at that time when this Mm -hmm. happened. I was like, she said, shaking my head, you are cracking me up. I know there was nothing funny in that moment. No, okay, it wasn't sure funny. Okay, sure enough, wasn't it? was not funny, <laughs> and my face funny. was like, I got people she coming to like, this house. Like, Them people is coming to done. fix this oven right now. I'm going to call. Like, look, I don't know where you are. I will, I'm going to call you. I will find you. I said, I'm going to call them. And I will hurt you. And I called them, <laughs> and then she said, call me back in 20 minutes if they don't come. So I called back in 20 minutes. And the security lady is screaming out to because the the office is not open because they were closed for the holiday. So the only way to get to the maintenance person, their skeleton crew, you have to call the security guard. She tells me, well, they not they, She shouts out to somebody. So what about seven B? You going to seven B? I said they need to wait. They need to wait. I said what? I said miss, I got food that needs to go into the oven. And I'm telling you, make sure you tell that man that when he leaves work today and goes home to his full Thanksgiving dinner. We'd like to have ours as well. So I would like for them to please make it urgent to please come and fix our stove soon. Yeah. Now, the biggest deal around this, excuse me, was yes, we wanted our oven fixed. But me and Kyle also have a big issue with going to people's house and being invited to their events. And they're still cooking when we arrive. So we were in a commitment so one, the stove broke down and it was down for two and a half hours. But during the process of it being broken down, we knew we needed to get it back working soon so that we don't have to be cooking when our guests arrive. So, hey, Shanique, how you doing? Hey, McCray, how are you, baby? Erica, how you doing? I see you over there, yeah. So I'm like, wait a second. We need to have this food finished. Mm. They finally get the food done. 
excuse me, they finally get the stove finished, which is two and a half hours later now. I don't remember how long, at that point, I couldn't remember how long when the oven went off. Because when I opened the oven, there was no heat that came out of it. So I don't remember when, because we had the terrace door open and it was really cool in the house. So it wasn't hot, hot, hot like it normally would with the oven on in, in an apartment. So we didn't really know, neither one of us knew exactly when the oven went down. So we don't know when the temperature changed on the pineapple upside down cake. That was, it has started to solidify around the edges, but the center was still jiggly. <laughs> the pineapple, the, the, the rum, the black Jamaican rum cake, I stuck it and it was still moist on the tip, which was about an inch. The cake was about an inch and a half, maybe two inches thick. <sighs> so that was our Thanksgiving event gathering adventure so he made it happen by the time frame so yeah <laughs> so, so, so he made it happen by yeah. 3 p.m by hooker crew we were done we were done we, we had done happen. we had we had been first of all it generally takes me 10 hours to cook all that food mm-hmm. by myself i'm the person that's tried chopping potatoes peeling sweet potato pods sweet potatoes um and i only peel the sweet potatoes that are for the candy yams the sweet potatoes that i peel for the sweet potato pie and the sweet potato bread that i make mm-hmm. i boil them so that as soon as you pick them up out of the pot, you leave them sitting up there for about 20, 30 minutes till the water warms, and you can put your hand in your pull the, the skin just comes right off the potato. And then you put it in the bowl and mash it up and start adding your ingredients. So I don't have to peel those potatoes, but you do have to peel the ones for the candy yams. So Colin, <laughs> Hasir, you peeled them, right? Yeah. Yeah, he peeled the sweet potatoes. I rocked it out. And the potatoes. As a matter of fact, okay. he peeled both the potatoes okay. and the sweet potatoes. In the midst of delirium. And I was like, come on, shake it off. Come on, come on, come on. Because I was been up about 24 shake hours already. Man, straight, he was already running like. And gunning. I can hear every now and again I hear him go. I was like, come on, wake up, wake up, wake up. I was like, you got to wake up. <laughs> we got to finish. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but we pulled it off, and the food was complete, and our first guest arrived at 3.30. No, about 4-ish, 30. That was Ashley. She she got there about 4. 4.15. Shout out to Ashley. Sankofa Academy. Shout, Shout out, out to her. Sankofa Academy. Yeah, Ashley, she, she came showed up and represented guest. with the food. She came the, at 4, right at about 4. Four-ish, yep. And I was jumping out the shower because we were finished cooking by 3, but I wasn't quite ready. Um, I hadn't changed my clothes. I wanted to take my hot shower and get dressed and what have you. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> we pulled it off. I don't know. That reminded me of the Jill Scott song. Made me some breakfast. Okay. <laughs> we was rocking <laughs> out to that Jill Scott, to the Indy. Oh, we were. That's right. Yeah, we, we, was we, we was bouncing. We was bouncing up in there. We was like night. all night long, all no. night all. Mm. No. And, Lord, we ate good. The good thing about the meat is that I cook my roast in the crock pot. Cook in the roast like, in the crock pot. We got a crock pot for the wedding last year, and I cooked the roast in the crock pot last year. And you could you could literally like stick your fork in that roast. You didn't need a knife. This time, yeah, I scooped it with a spoon. This one we used the tongs, and you were able to peel off your piece of roast. That thing was nice and succulent and juicy. Succulent. <laughs> I gotta say, it was succulent. Okay. Shout out to this dude doing the food <laughs> recap. 
had roast mac and cheese. I make mac and cheese. I make my mac and cheese with five cheeses. And this year, I put some pepper jack in there. That was like, ooh, wow. Oh, that, what that, was? that was a little kick on the back end. Just a little spike, like, eh, but not really. A little picante. <laughs> um, picante. Yes. Yeah. And that was delish. Word. And the stuffing, I use a beef sausage. <laughs> Look Shout out to Ashley's and Kofa. I see you. Ash, hey, Ash, we see you, baby. Yeah, we talking about the grub, baby. We talking about the grub. You must have heard us calling on. He's like, yo, Ash, that's you. We were saucing you. We were saucing you. She pops up two minutes later. Okay. So. See, that was Thanksgiving. Yeah, that was Thanksgiving was the was the truth. We I made a rum punch. Yeah, I think Ash might have had quite a bit of that rum punch. I think it was good. Okay. She said, that thing tasted like sweet Kool-Aid. I was like, girl, we're going to have you on your butt. You better sit down <laughs> drinking that rum punch. Hi, <laughs> right, now, go, girl. That, that was the bomb, pepper jack cheese. Yes, darling. Yep. Try that thing with that pepper jack cheese. That's the <laughs> truth. I'm here to tell you. I'll use five cheeses, but I threw that pepper jack in there this year uh, with a little picante on the back end. And I made the um, the potato salad. I don't like my potatoes too mushy. So I, I leave it just enough to be like you can actually have a potato that's firm, not like mushy. Um, and I put it in the refrigerator. So that was a great day. I made a this time I made a white cake. Yes. Well, it was a it started off as a white cake, and then I added too much water. Right. So the technique in the cooking has me where I'm just gonna take some of this red velvet cake mix and I'm gonna put it inside of this white cake mix. And now the white cake that was supposed to be a white coconut walnut cake ended up being a mix of red velvet with the white walnut coconut cake and it tastes delish (laughs) (laughs) it's delish because usually i'll make a peach cobbler but this year i decided not to make a peach cobbler or my apple tarts so i made the white cake and i always make the pineapple upside down cake in memory of in remembrance of one of my father figures vincent gray who taught me to make the pineapple upside down cake it was also it is also delicious. Like three pieces left. I make the sweet potato pie. And my grandmother, what's left of the sweet potato mix, we use it to make sweet potato bread, yeah. which we thicken up the the batter, the pie batter, and with flour and cornstarch, and then you add raisins, cranberries, etc. in there, and then you just like put it in the pan and bake it down, and that makes the sweet potato bread. And you cut the bread into cubes. Um. Yes. Okay, got your pencils and pads. The banana pudding. Yeah, the banana pudding is the truth. That's my thing. So I'm also, we're also still selling the banana pudding order. We're still taking the orders throughout the holiday season. Yeah, talk about it. Talk about it. The Sierra Leone School of the Arts. uh, I don't think we really really specifically. We hadn't really spoken about it. So get get into it. That's what's up. Okay. That's what we're here for. Let's go. Right. So Whoa, my bad. (laughs) Guys. So um, we're we're taking the trip out to Sierra Leone next year. Next year. Um, tentatively, we're leaving in February, um, and we're gonna be out there for six months, helping to support the growth of a school and helping them with their retreat month. Yes, um, bringing the arts to the youth and helping them in the, their healing processes in the aftermath of some of the natural disasters that has happened there. Yeah. Um, in Sierra Leone, the floods, the mud, the mudslides, etc., have left so many people homeless and children without parents, 
etc. And we're partnered with the Sierra Leone Arts Council and their representative with expanding this school and and uh, going out there and doing some teaching. And yeah. we'll also have an opportunity to take uh, teaching professionals, art uh, teaching artists um, that are interested in going out there to Sierra Leone also for this effort. Mm-hmm. Um to support this uh, the school as well as the retreat week that is done for the children every year through the um, Ceiling Arts Council. So we're raising the money, some of the monies for the trip and for the supplies for the trip through Sweets to Soar, which is my secret, secret banana pudding recipe and my cupcakes recipe. Um, thank you, thank you, Bessie. As well as um, Hasir is running a professional videography and photography special for the holiday season as well. So for all of those people that um, are professionals and are out there working mm-hmm. and that are out there representing themselves in the messaging, you need professional headshots. You just need professional. Your cell phone pictures don't work. I know you think it's a good looking picture, but when you're, when you want to be taken seriously in business, you need professional headshots. Um, and it's not supposed to be really expressive. It shouldn't be heavy in the makeup. It should be heavy in the accessories. It should just be a very professional picture, um, and, and it should personify your brand. And if your brand is love, lively, jovial, and expressive, and connected, and you don't want to be standing here with a solid, solemn face, you right. want to look like somebody who's joyful, expressive, and connected, in your, right. you want to correspond that in your in your right. in your uh, headshot. However, your brand relates to your demographic. You know, you want it to, to be that. So right. the idea behind you, we're doing a, a running the special in support, not only you know, su- really in support of you know Sierra Leone and like getting the fundraising up for us to, to take on this um, this journey, mm-hmm. but really support brands' growth. You know, we've been doing this for years and being yeah. supportive. You know, the, the growth of brands, up and coming brands, independent right. brands. You know, your, your your face is everything. So. You know, yeah, we'll we'll leave links in the comments and things of that nature around how you can book your book your sessions on that. Yeah. Um, and being support not only of the, the the healing of trauma for those in Sierra Leone, um, but also in support of your growth. Or if you yeah. just want some nice pictures, you know, yeah, <laughs> we have for that too. Nice it's a nice photos. professional yeah. photos, you know, photos and whatnot and video. Like we'll, we'll make it happen. So yeah, we'll leave links glam for that. Shots. Glam shots, sure. Yeah, some people like glam shots. Some yeah. people like to, you know, want like to explore themselves yeah. and see themselves multifaceted perspectives. So the glam shots are definitely a thing. Right. Um, we'll so, be sharing them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's basically what the, what that'll be about. Uh, but really, you've got the sweets to soar, um, the the selling of these lovely cakes. In and my pastries, of, in yeah, pastries my pastries. In, in support of, um, um, yeah, yeah, it's trauma it, healing, arts, doing and doing so much more. You know, with, with, with the gifts and talents we have available, right? Yeah, what's in yeah. your hand? Check yeah. out what's in your hand. Exactly. That kind of thing. Yeah, and um, I'm just gonna tag on there a little conversation around um, the networking piece. You know, when you're when you're, you know, I always say something. You know, sometimes. Everybody is willing to support until you ask them to do something. Um, and listen, this is a thing where, you know, the giving is not the giving for the purposes of myself, right? We're going out in support of someone else, some other people who are in need of support. Yeah. Um, and it's not particularly for me personally. Um, so any support that you give is support is will help the bottom line, which is bringing support to the individuals of Sierra Leone. Mm. 
And um, the networking piece, yes, yeah, share the networking, um, share the links, share the conversations. Um, and even if you're not in a situation to really support, then you could also, because I have about 50 businesses in my mind. I have about 50 businesses, maybe more, between between Hasir and I. I don't know how many he has in his mind, but I know that he's actually helped so many people with their their logos and their design work and their marketing materials. So all of those personally, in addition to friends and family members that we know that do certain things, right. so that when an opportunity comes up, the first thing I think about is, oh, who can I who can I send this right. off to? Number who can one. I shoot this off to? That's Number, number one. one, number one thought comes in my mind. If I can't utilize this opportunity, who I can shoot this off to? Right. Who share, can I send, share the wealth? Who can I share this with? Who can I support? Who can I send this opportunity to? How can I direct this person or this circumstance to the right person to support them? Right. That's how the networking works. Because you're working with a net, a net of people, a net of a community of people. Right. You know, sim- similar or like-minded um, skills and attributes and, and thoughts that can help support you know the growth you know ultimately of our you know whether it's our economy or just our our relationships with other people businesses right. and things like that so it's always being my I mean we we try to be in the in the village and collective mindset to where always. we can right where we can um, push forth each other you know right. that's the original village you know what I mean before currency before monetary before all these different things of uh, you know what we're putting forth as an exchange, you know, there was the 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 willingness to exchange skills and, right. and, and efforts. You know what I mean? So it's, it's good to be in a space that, you know, if you see an, uh, an opportunity for others to elevate. And pass you, it along. Pass it along without, you know, without hesitation. You know, that and that's that's what we talk about being an abundant mindset. Right. Where you're, you're giving in a space of you, you're, regardless of your return, you will get a return by giving to others. You know, one one giving light to another candle doesn't put out your light. Doesn't right? diminish the, the so one. So it's always being right. mindful of that stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Shout out to my man, my man Carl. Like building a cross. You know, on our Instagram live is too. You know, building a cross. Like we, we we build a network with each other. Right. How do we how do we offer each other the space to grow together instead of right. someone losing? You know, we we were brought up in America like a human humanity uh, up to now has been conditioned in this way of. Uh, someone has to lose in order for you to win, and it doesn't have to be that way. You can definitely win together and doing it's it. Yes, it's a competition. competition. Someone has to like. Someone has to win. But if, if I don't win, then you know, then then that's a problem. No, you can actually win together and do different things right. around it. You know what right. I mean? So yeah, that's that's what that's about. Like brand building. Who you know, even giving up like. Because I talk a lot about the art of letting go, mm-hmm. uh, which is a huge piece of me as a, a creator. Right. Um, always in the space knowing I can do certain things, most things. And how yeah, do I know to delegate certain space for others that may do something else? You know right. what I mean? For a long time, and I'm, this is an honest moment, like a long time, I wouldn't it's have people. the mask off right Exactly. Now. Mask uh, right. Off. The, your mask off challenge. So we're going to yes. talk about that. So yeah, this is the mask off, right? So I'm going to talk about that 100. For a long time, you know, even when I, like, I. I've always been an uh, illustrator first, then I became a graphic designer in college, then somehow right. I found photography within that, and, you know, within the photography led to videography, and then somewhere along the line, music showed up, which has been in the past seven years. So all these things has allowed me to be a one-stop shop for myself as far as, like, cutting costs like crazy as a creator. But, you know, for a while it was like I can only trust myself to do my own, like, headshots, you know, and it shouldn't have to be that way. And it's like I right. know people. You know what I mean? How do I let go 
of that power and that feeling like I'm going to lose out if I don't get my photos done by me because I know how I like to look in photos. You know, there's people, there's talented people out here that they get to be supported, um, should, you know, build their portfolios as well, and we get to cross-reference and cross-network, you know. I, you know, promoting their business, promoting like this, check out these photos, these latest photos of me, you know, by this incredible photographer, no bullshit, like really, like check this out. This person right. is talented. Check out what they got. But also, you can see how like where, I'm, where my talents lie as well. So we get to we get to support each other regardless. You know what I mean? And it's a, it's it's a give and give, rather than a give and take. So that yeah. that's what that's what I've learned of like taking that mask off of like the god complex. I have to always do it, and I can only do it by myself. And I'm Atlas. I'm lifting up the world by myself. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be that. And then way. I also had recently had a conversation over our Thanksgiving dinner. Um. You know, we get to be those people who are doing so much for so many people and helping so many people because it allows us to be that martyr. It gives us access to being a martyr so that we could, it's a its a play on other people's uh, hearts and empathy. Oh, well, I used to do so much for so many people and I used to help so many people and they all did me wrong. Feel bad for me, feel sorry for me, give Lord. me things and let me, you know. It's our martyr syndrome, and it also gives us access to being burdened so that we can be married to our commitment to being the victim. Um, and that doesn't work either. And I, I love to hold people to the highest possibility inside of calling them forward. Well, you need to make some choices because you can give if with the purity of giving, which is where I live now, with the mm -hmm. purity of giving and the purity of being in service. And it doesn't have to be with what you get because you also understand conducting your frequency. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to conduct your frequency, the person you gave doesn't actually have to give you back. Mm -hmm. However, there is a thing of reciprocity right. that when you put that energy out into the universe of giving, it comes back um, in some way. It will, it will be back. Even if it's not from the person you give it to, but it could just be come back in some way. And that's kind of a pay it forward through from the universe. And I'm clear that I've been a, put, a, a lighthouse for, for, you know, I can't even begin to tell you. And it used to be a conversation around, and um, it used to be a conversation around, you know, the giving, how much giving. But you know something? I've discovered that I get to give in the abundance of giving because I can. Mm -hmm. And that in and of itself is the blessing. Because there are some people that have nothing to give, which is why they always run and take. They go pinch a little piece, they run off and they hide. Because they haven't come clear about what they have to give. Right. And if they don't, they're not even confident in their giving. So what they do is they pinch off a little piece for themselves and they go running with right. it. Do I have enough to give? In the scarcity conversation, that there isn't enough to give. Or maybe somebody's going to beat you to the punch. Which is another like distorted distortion that we suffer with in our community. Yeah. If I give so and so a little something, they're gonna beat me and beat you. Where you going? <laughs> right. Beat you to where? Right. Beat you to do what? Right. Which makes no sense. Now how do you effectively share your ideas without it being a way of like, if I share this, then I'm, I'm gonna lose if I don't act fast. So somebody's like, gonna steal it. Somebody's gonna steal my ideas. Like no. I mean, I, I mean, if you, uh, being mindful of, of what we put out, it, you know, we talk about the universe a lot, like what right. we put out in the universe. It's like if you're putting it out, someone's going to take it. Yeah, probably going to take it. Like when you put put out the trust of what you have to offer is just is limitless. 
then so be it. Someone comes out, someone comes up with an idea that's like similar to yours or what have you. Justin, your energy could be like they'll be like, "Yo, thanks to this brother, this sister for putting this on, put me on to this." And if they not, still, they generally you, don't yeah, because they're they're in takers space, right? But, but be mindful, like look. Does it matter? And is that what you're here for? Are you there for the for the credentialing and the accolades? Are you there to really put that power out in the universe? And and like, do you or see do you, yourself yeah. with with enough in you that it doesn't even matter? It does because matter. you can go out and make something else. Boom. In a similar vein, Boom. or like just or make something brand new. Completely Constantly different. Constantly be an innovator. Yeah. And pushing forth these new ideas, yeah. innovation, creation, um, empowerment, yeah. envisionment, like all these different things that can really take place. No matter who gets what idea from you, be flattered, <laughs> if a, anything. I, but I, mm, that's my take on it. You know, it's not, it's, 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 yeah, you know, you know <laughs> be flattered. It's flattery. Oh, I appreciate you. You found that. That's all good. Just trust it's me. It's not imitation. I could, I've been in that space. It's flattery. They I've said the, done, the highest form of, 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 of flat, the highest form. Imitation is the highest of, form of flattery is what they say. I'll rock with it. I'll rock with it. You know why? Because, like, I know that it, something else is always coming I, out of his I, brain I, of mine. How are you, dear? Something else is always coming out of his brain of mine. Like, and I, I've come to terms with that, you know, like, for a long time. So, you know. That that's that's what's been real for me. Yeah. Yeah. So check out the see, sweeps to soar and <laughs> round robin the, back. Yeah, the, the, yeah round robin. The support of something greater. Sweeps to soar. Shout out to Sierra Leone Arts yeah, Council. Yeah, Sierra Leone Arts Council. Um, Tia Knox. Shouts out Tia Knox Casting. Tia Knox. Yeah. Uh, also the, uh, I believe in sharing one's talent. Original. Yes, indeed. Appreciate you, brother. Hi, yes. Venus. I see you. Appreciate you, Reginald. One love, brother. Thank you. One love. Um, um absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and then what? And then we're looking, you know, within this, how can we support in the family here and bringing this back around? You know what I mean? We go, we take what we have here, bring this to Sierra Leone, and how? What can we support culturally right. how can we grow to bring our, that back expand here? Ourselves. That's the goal. That is the goal. That's the goal. And the, 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 goal. the cyclical um, nature of growth is what we're aiming like, for. Like, what is the purpose of it? It's not just right. like going over there to just like you know take some pictures with some little kids, right? It's right. more to it than that. It's really around what how can that how can that idea of connection be expanded? Mm-hmm. How does supporting this community of young people also mm-hmm. allow an avenue to expand one's reach mm-hmm. as well as expand their connection to this land and the people here that are having such difficulties connecting with their cultural experience, their authentic cultural experience. Yeah. Right. So that is an opportunity to to really like drill down on what is the purpose? Because one, this is also going to be my first trip to the motherland. It's going to be Hestia's first trip to the motherland. So I'm considering it to be like a a pilgrimage. Right. Um, And an opportunity to pay homage. So when I'm going with a heart full of giving as I'm going back to the soil, because I know I'm going there to take something. Right. So my karmic energy, I don't know what it is I'm going to take. I don't know what I'm going to take. But I know that I'm going to reinsert myself at the source mm-hmm. and I'm going to recharge on the soil and I'm going to take something from that space. So my heart has been powered up with service, with wanting to give, to create an exchange of 360 degrees because what goes out comes back. Mm-hmm. I'm taking, therefore I'm giving. I'm taking, therefore I'm giving. And if people would make this a practice, we don't make this a practice. A lot of us, 99.9% of us talk a whole good one. We talk a good one, but we're not 360 degrees authentic and in integrity. We're not. Mm-hmm. Um, we're busy taking, but we're not putting nothing back. 
And yeah. we believe that that's survival of the fittest because that's what we've con- we, that's what we've been trained to believe. We believe that pull yourself up by your bootstraps. So that's going to segue me right into Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get into some hot topics, guys. Denzel Washington now. Okay, yeah. So for anybody who hasn't seen it, well, <laughs> talk first about Spoiler me. alert. Okay, spoiler right. alert. If you so haven't if seen you, if you are Roman interested Israel in the movie. it or what have you. I mean, it's, it's not like it's some like super suspense thriller. It's not. But, you know, it's um, <clears throat> at least we won't share that part. That probably could be. But, yeah, we saw it. We saw So we saw Roman Israel, Roman J. Israel Esquire this past weekend. Um, the new Denzel Washington movie, yeah, um, about a uh, I suppose you say socially awkward legal savant is what they're calling. Him. That's what they call um, an article. You know who's 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 a former rev- or or in a sense, yeah, he becomes like basically a former revolutionary. You know, rolling with like the you know he was uh, employed by a fellow revolutionary friend. They had a law firm. And then, you know, the friend had to have him take on, you know, while he was doing a lot of the legal background stuff, the friend was the forefront as the lawyer. He took on the cases and all that type of right. stuff. So, you know, it's um, basically, you know, he, he, he realizes, you know, after taking on and working at a new firm, um, he has some situations to deal with around his idea of social justice and justice and idealizations and having that change. Right. Um, based on this new era of law. So, um, yeah. yeah. Here, here's here's our take. Um, it, it was it was here is our take. Yeah, Denzel Washington was of course puts on a great performance. No matter you can put you can say perform a paper bag and he'll do the shit out of that. So you know for for me for us it was really um, it was a great start to a social commentary uh, of our revolution around the kind of bridging the gap. Of the the old school versus the new school ideals of, of, of revolutionary mindsets and, and and social change and civil rights and things of that nature, um, but you know, we personally feel you know it was it felt kind of short um, in really expanding on that conversation, um, what that actually looks like in 2017 yeah. and things of that nature. We had hoped that's the direction. We really it was hoped take. that the, it was it was, it was starting off that way. It was like oh, okay, yeah, and then it kind of. Veered you know, off. Veered off. Way it was really, off. Really, it was really specifically about, ended up being about specifically just the character and his kind of like personal issues, um, which like, so what? <laughs> there was an opportunity to have a great conversation but, yeah. around what revolution um, looks like uh, when the old school meets the new school. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it, it was, a. it fell short of a lot of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience with the whole, the whole, you know, build up thing was, it kind of built you up, grabbed you, and then, like, kind of just had you in suspense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and then, you know, when you understand the broader landscape of how these movies un- unroll and the, the, the protagonist, the antagonist, and how they write these scripts and wh- how these movies arrive because they're coming out of a consciousness, you will then see that. So Denzel ended up being the martyr in the movie. Right. He ended up being the martyr in the movie. He ended up giving his gold to a white guy. The white lawyer. Um, so I'm going to be real clear with you because this is what the sound bites is all about. Keep it 100% all the time, every time. So he gives his goal, his goal being this incredible brief that he'd been working on for over 15 years. Right. Off and on. For complete overhaul and reform of the, of the prison system. system. Right. And he gives it to this white guy right. because this white guy has privilege and opportunity and access. He initially attempted to enroll this man to have him support him 
in doing this as a unit, the two of them together. He was like, eh, he didn't even acknowledge that he had offered him that, walked away from him and asked him, do you want your job? Because if you want your job, bring your ass in here tomorrow with a new suit on. Right. <laughs> like, don't even come okay. talk about the extra stuff. And didn't even Give speak about shit. the brief that he had just given him. That that he, he walks, he carries this brief with him every day. Okay, he probably kill somebody with that every day. Brief. That suitcase must weigh good, like seven forty pounds, pounds. <laughs> 40, 50 pounds, probably. forty or fifty pounds. Yeah. Um, and he carried it every day, old school style, in the the latch bag, you know, etc. So, um, anyhow, it ends up working out where he makes a mistake. He plays, he went so far left, which was so unlike the character. Mm -hmm. Initially, they built this character up to be this person of repetition trapped in this space of, you know, it was, it was a far fetch for him to suddenly do some criminal illegally, some criminally illegal actions that caused him, that was actually putting him on track to be disbarred. Mm. Had he not gotten killed. Okay. Um, he ends up getting killed in the movie. Very. <laughs> spoiler alert. Man, I told him it was a spoiler alert when we started. Oh, okay. You did. He gets killed in the movie. Upset my nerve. My, what? I was no, I was upset. Because there was another out for him. That, that, that script could have gone another way. It was, yeah. And that, now that I look at it in retrospect, the script was long. It was all philosophical. They went really philosophical. And they touched on so many little pieces of things that barely went into the doorway. Yeah. They didn't even enter the space at all. They just gave you some heavy philosophical matter and just left you hanging with it. Right. And oh. then there's an interview that happens in an article here after the math yeah. with Denzel Washington where he says, mind you, in this movie he's standing for prison reform. Prison reform, the reform of the justice system, you know, un unfair yeah. inequality. Let's change that shit. And then, like, for this to pop up, uh, what is this? November 23rd. Oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, well, please. Oh, thanks, gathering. Thanksgiving, thanks, gathering. So, um, this article where he says, don't blame the prison system. It starts at the home. What? Okay. Okay. This is what it decides. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it starts at the home. He told reporters of the film's downtown New yeah. York premiere for Roman J. Israel, right? This is from Daily News. Um, it starts with how you raise your children. If a young man doesn't have a father figure, he'll go and find a father figure. So you know you, you can't blame. I, you know I can't blame the system. It's unfortunate that we make such easy work for them. Huh? I think that's a little bit of a that's 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 incredibly short sighted. Super short short sighted. And for someone of um, his caliber, sixty two years 62 old. Sixty two years old. Who's as long as Denzel's been Malcolm acting X. himself himself coming from. A very uh, humble beginning, mm -hmm. and this is the position that he's going to abandon the individuals that he can now serve in a very intimate way. Right, and that's the that's the direction he wants to move in. I'm disappointed. True. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed because he's in a position to call forward support in this area. Mm -hmm. And I actually thought that this was going to be a play on Michelle Alexander's research, the new Jim Crow. Right. And I'm sure they've, that he's been told about that book, and it would have made sense for him for doing a, a for doing an, uh, uh, a role that he did. It would have been a great service to his role research for his role to have read that book, right. which for Denzel is probably a half a day or a day's work, right. since he's always reading scripts. It's easily ingestible. Right. We're gonna we're gonna read that book here on the show. Yeah. Um. I'm very concerned about that. 
because right. people in his caliber get reckless with their with their with their wealth. Right. It, it, it's something that is it's just something to, to really like examine. I think definitely to examine, especially within the black community of like we have these you know. I mean, aside from say Angela Davis, who still keeps it real, keeps it one hundred, and look and gives a, her perspectives. But you know, when you've been in this space, especially of Hollywood, um, in the caliber of Den- someone like Denzel, who, right. like, like I said earlier, he's been he's Malcolm X. Like you couldn't tell anybody else he wasn't Malcolm X in that movie. You know, Malcolm the only X's wife said that he said was Malcolm. she felt his presence in the right. room. So, so for him to be in this space with with this kind of like short sighted. Um, Kind of throwaway kind of disregard. oh it's a disregard like oh it's, it starts at the home that's like like a, a default of like oh he's so acting up starts at the theory. home it's the, the, it's the bootstrap theory. theory right tie him up by the bootstraps you can you have access to all these things just be quiet respectability politics don't do anything bad in, in the streets don't you know don't sell drugs don't just obey the law and it's like when we already have documented cases regardless of how they turn out we have these documented cases where people can't especially our people black people black men black women right. young and old are following these laws they'll sit there and follow laws and they still die or they still end up in jail or this or like case yes. of like um his name uh colin warner i believe that was the last name uh, that we saw right. um crown heights 21 years didn't do anything was completely innocent you know we we got that so how, how do you really where it's just like okay you look like somebody else and and that's and, and, and we that's need a just a, or we, some, we needed somebody or some rookie cop is trying to build his his credentialing right um his his record and now since you know don't nobody care about black folks since black lives don't matter no way and since you know you mm-hmm. guys are just reckless any old way I'm just gonna go and stick this to you and you gonna right. hold this right when the actual criminal and then Colin Warner case actually came forward and said that he'd done it yeah. Like just that's to, just to fulfill. Like okay, well, if this helps me, then fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll do after it. the statute of limitation, he was found innocent the first time he was charged. So there's no double jeopardy. Mm-hmm. So he came out and was like, "Yeah, it was me." They this kept. Was... They still kept him in jail. <laughs> See, no. so when Denzel Washington shows up and says things like that, I have to call him for him to call you yeah. to a higher, right. higher because it, yeah, no, it, it doesn't work. And it almost is kind of like it's throwing away the new generation, and, and that's where I think. Builds up these issues with the gaps in, in gener- generational right. gaps with right. older black people in the young generation, right? Where it's like older black people have access to the um, the actual direct history. Like this man's sixty two years old, so he's been of that era. You know right. what I mean? Where you know there was the, the direct fights. You know, and like to have access is kind of like almost this kind of resignation when you get to this age. Like I've done this, I've got my Oscars, I've got my awards, I've done, you know, I have my accolades, it's and it's kind of like I just want to resign from it, and like not be bothered. And, I've kind oh, of, and he I've did kind fences. Of, right. He did fences. Fences was just incredible like, movie about like that type of plight, like part of that. Are you kidding you know me? I mean? And it's like this this whole and I, I've honestly felt like you know in certain it was interviews as of late he's kind of resonated like I'm just kind of tired of things. Which probably I can understand in 62 years, but you know we got him like and things like him, and then when Bill Cosby was just showing so showing up so bitter as fuck, you know for years about you know the black community and, and like all these things that kind of like blaming us instead of being a space of, right. I feel like they just grow up and get old and belligerent, right. and know, they might be losing their wits about themselves. Because right. even because even with this with this movie, he's like it wasn't even about like the story of him being a, a lawyer. He's like I thought the script was good, and I just wanted to do the movie. I thought he was. I the thought, the, was I thought the director was good. The script was the trash. The script was trash. I, I thought the director was good, so I just you know I thought it was an easy out, and I just like talked to him about it. The like, director the was trash. Not the a, script I, was trash. Specifically, he's like I'm not even concerned with what fans may think about this movie. Yeah, I just want to do it. And he's there like, are committed. 
there's women, women that are committed to being down. They lay down, lay it down for Denzel. Been laying it down for Denzel for years. And this is the disrespect. There are mothers out here burying their sons. And you're going to tell me that as if these mothers are not training their children. And you know what? I'm not even playing with y'all. Black families, black homes. There are, there are small pockets of young people that are coming out of homes right now that are the residual of the, of the war on drugs mm-hmm. when they decide to pump crack into the communities of color. When someone decided they were going to make their millions to fund their wars by pumping crack into com- into vulnerable communities, we are now two generations outside of the crack era. And those young people are some of them, many of them are suffering from access to Big Mama. But if you 40 years and old and and you, if you're any if you're I would say 35 and over, then so I'm a I'm a, I'm a, I might have to pinch him or something yeah, get a quick because he know better. You had access to a big mama. You had somebody in your house, uncles, aunties, cousins, your neighbor, training you up. Don't even. Right. That's impossible. And if you were me, you had several people in your community that raised you up and that poured into you. Right. So it wasn't about charity begins at home. Start at home, like you know. I had a community cool. block of other kids that I grew up on. That you know, my family grew up on, and, and their parents was our parents. They see you doing something, you got told, you got lectured, sitting on the stoop, you got a lecture from three or four different people. They see you out there fighting. Well, you're not gonna find no world star today. It was maybe one simple, per- one simple-minded person on the block that might have enjoyed seeing people fight, but everybody else was trying to break people up. And telling them, that, you know, black people can't be fighting. You got raising. It may not have looked like somebody else's type of raising because you really want to be in consideration of the circumstances around these things. But you did get raising. You wasn't left out there just suspended in midair and you just grew like a wild root and didn't know how to behave. Right. Aside from that, even for those that may not have gotten raising, there is a certain frequency that shows up. You know when you're doing wrong. The ancestors got you. Whether or not you listen is up to you. Mm. You got simple-minded folks running around here like Waka Flocka and Little Wayne talking that foolishness. What are you gonna do with these? What, what, what are we gonna do with the people? And then yeah. now we got Denzel. So you've been eating good steaks and you've been having that real good like non-GMO food for a minute now, <laughs> and <laughs> you feeling real like mm. like you want to flex. Right. It almost feels. It almost feels like. He kind of like he is. He was that character, which is probably why he played it so well. Because you know he, he, the character himself, you know Roman. He like kind of he was resigned because he was like, I feel like I've been fighting all these years and people aren't grateful for it, so I'm just going to go on the beach and Allegedly, eat my turkey, bacon, donut, whatever. That's the fuck not that a truth. Is. Like, no. How does that's that? Help? That is a, that is one extreme to the other. From the person that he was, he's on the phone with the DA. And, you know, talking about her rubber stamp life of existence. Like, he was just, like, cutting people real short with 100% authenticity and transparency. Things that, in in the world of etiquette and manners, you just don't say to people. He was letting them happen. (laughs) Which was his biggest Which we thought was funny. That part, I thought that was hilarious because I've watered down my approach, but I still keep it 100. Right. I still call a spade a spade. If you live in foul 
and you coming at me sideways, I am going to let you know. Right. You're, gonna, you're not going to get slapped in the face, and I'm not going to front you in the middle of the street. Because there was a time that I might have done it like that. Right. But today, I will pull you to the corner, and I am going to tell you in your face. Sometimes, I find it's not even worth it. Because if it's not a forwarding conversation, I'm not even going to have it with you. You can tell Because some people. people are committed to right. their foolishness. Exactly. Right. So it's not, it's not even a conversation for me to even waste my energy and try to pull you to the corner and try to create anything with you. Because you're not here. You're not here for that. But if you are a person in my space and, and I need to check in with you and I care enough for it that it matters, I'm going to holler at you. And you're going right. to get it 120% straight up, no chaser. Because I want you to get it so you can get past it. You got to go through it to get to it. Okay. And we all got big work we out here doing. Nobody got time for foolishness. Definitely not. Yeah. That's enough of Denzel. I'm over him. <laughs> really when I see him, when I see him in the city over there in Soho, I'm gonna kick his heels. Okay, I'm gonna trip you him. Get your life together. <laughs> this is you our know. playing game. Uh, we call you, that a sambo. You're a turncoat. Right. That's what we call it. It's not. It's not. Let me be clear. It's not. Um. What's his he name? Uncle Tom. Like no, that's not really the case. It's actually, you know, the sambo. Who was like? He'll, he'll tell on you in a quick minute, or like you'll know, rat you out, and like you know, for the sake of his uh, self-preservation. Well, talk about self-preservation. He's a lot, playing but really, to like, somebody. How, how does right? He's playing, right. his messaging is playing to someone's consciousness. And and you know what? We always talk about people who have had a white cultural experience and people who have had a black cultural experience. And what's really happening around that is Denzel's statement is playing to somebody's consciousness. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and and since we know the narrative, his, his he's playing to the consciousness of people who have had a white cultural experience. Because they consistently say about your upbringing, your education, your exposure, and different things. They never speak about systemic oppression and racism. Nobody wants to talk about that because there's a conversation of scarcity. If something should level up in the system, somehow they feel like they're going to be without. Going to lose. That they're on the under the you know the end where I'm taking things are going to be taken from me, which doesn't really work. So. Again, he's speaking to someone's consciousness. He's not speaking to my consciousness, but he is speaking <laughs> to someone's consciousness when he says something like that. Right. Um, what else? Oh, so we watch Daredevils. No, Defenders. Defenders, sorry. Defenders. Yeah. We, so we, we, we watched the Defenders. You know, we, we, we've been ripping and running, so we know it's a while. Some, some <laughs> but we, we finally got to watch the Defenders on uh, Netflix. Which is, um, oh, you know, the Marvel. It the was Marvel, cute. Yeah, it was cute. cute. We still got one more episode, but one more. Yeah, it's the last episode. We couldn't, um, we couldn't take it. We had to pass out. Um, <laughs> so we watched the Defenders, which if anybody knows, Marvel, um, a Marvel Netflix so series, uh, with the main characters being Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist, and Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Um, yeah. So these these four. He's <laughs> a ragtag, ragtag. Uh, this team of, of uh, New York heroes, who may not ultimately claim hero as their title per se, come together right. and fight crime in New York City against a bigger force called the Hand. Yeah, um, which has his hand in basically hand. everything. Which I think probably what like Illuminati or something like that is probably what they. Well, it's to make definitely a play on the the conspiracy theory kind of perspective, which. You know, the, our society gives us a category a category for it, and yeah. we're calling it conspiracy theory. It's not actually a conspiracy theory. It actually is a system of government mm-hmm. um, and networking that happens and occurs that works for the interests of certain individuals. Right. And this here is an actual fact. Right. Um, and it would be amazing if we had a group of individuals like the Defenders to make rights wrong and right. to be out there giving them a run for their money. Unfortunately... We have no support in that area and in that arena. 
So therefore, they've been um, doing exactly what they want to do, i.e. all these different, like, stuff, which might be a bit much for some people. So I'm going to let that rock out. But what I did like most about The Defender, the last episode that we watched, was um, uh, Luke Cage called forward uh, Mr. Rand. What's his name, Rand? Yeah, so it was um, yeah, Danny Rand. It was Iron Fist. So... um, it is kind of like the culmination when they, they all got together, what have you. Um, yeah. And first finally meeting each other. Uh, and, and Luke Cage and, and Danny Rand, Iron Fist. Yeah. Having this conversation about, you know, kind of... Um, it ultimately leads to a conversation of privilege and what that looks like. And what the fight for justice, um, especially in this place like New York City, um, which is a boiling pot. What that looks like from different perspectives. Where you have um, Danny Rand, who's a billionaire. A billionaire boy who really, you know... He right. studied in Kunlun in, in this um, mystic monastery. monastery yeah. Um, you know, how to be, you know, instead channel his chi into his iron fist, right? And um, I'm really putting it lightly. So, but, you know, about this, he's trying to fight this hand. He's dedicated to fighting the hand at all costs, whether he does it by himself or with other people. And, you know, this idea of, like, you know, um, Luke checks him on this idea, like, why do you feel you have to do this whole street level um, fight, taking this fight? To these people, these street level people that may well, not have right. access to the actual source that you're looking for, like right. you're you're, looking, you're, you're supposed to, you're trying to you're get to the top, the middle and, man. You, and you're looking through the middleman, the lower man, which sometimes the lower man is probably just trying to get a dollar because you know they they have some family issues that they 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 don't know that their next meal is going to come it's from, a circumstance. and it's a circumstance rather than it being like they're they're serving it too. Sometimes, it, 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 so Luke's perspective is basically it's like, why do you feel you have to do this street level work when you have the access and ability with your billions of dollars right. and all this type of stuff to have these same situations be handled without people dying, without casualties, right. without because um, he has access to that right. echelon where things occur, where those decisions are being made, right? And if he would like get out of his ego, right, right, um, like he's gonna take down the world and like like be with. There being another possibility. There's another so way. This yeah. caused him to do some critical thinking. And this is the being the difference that's different. This is the piece around life lives in people. So if there's going to be changes that's going to be made, people are going to have to be making them. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the Colin Kaepernick. It right, being the change exactly. that's different. And like, yeah, this is a freaking problem, guys. Like, I don't know what's wrong with all of y'all, but police in America killing citizens is a problem. I don't know. Is are you all drinking the Kool Aid? Because he's standing in the middle of the street, screaming to the top of his lungs in Times Square. Like, are you all losing your minds? And like, it's incredible because I've been saying this forever, and there are many black people that have been saying the same thing. So, in being the difference that's different, in in Luke Cage called forward like, hey. And the reason why we talk a lot about movies and things like that is because there's always bits of psychology. Yeah, it's psychology. People exactly. think in picture. People think in pictures. So when you see these messaging, so this is why it's important to not have the gods of Egypt be all white cast. This is why that's important. This is why, you know, and I actually am going to post a picture. So Don Cheadle is going to pay George Washington. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. That was funny. Right. So, okay. (laughs) Right. Um, It could work if, if entertainment was actually entertainment. If entertainment wasn't actually the propaganda machine that actually supports the real life hand that we're all exposed to in our society. Right. So this is why we talk about the movies and different things that are in our space that we're currently working with. Right. 
Yeah, so he definitely called Mr. Ranford and he got, you know, went up in there and had access and went into their, their direct board meeting, mm-hmm. which I really wasn't kind of clear. That was, a, that, was a, that was a whole lot of theatrics because <laughs> he didn't have an appointment. And somehow he was in the penthouse suite from coming into the lobby, and then he was in the penthouse suite. Really, the meeting, like, okay. Okay, and just walked into the boardroom, like, okay, so I'm here to see, like, Alexandra, where she at? <laughs> Where's your people? Which, you definitely got to be, like, uber rich to do that. Right. You know. No, you don't have an appointment, but, yeah, you can go up there and see the CEO of this corporation because we know who you are. Right. You don't even need no appointment. You just get access. <laughs> right? Mine's yeah. not hot. Mine's not hot. Mine's not hot. Men get, get men get access. Men don't, men don't beg. You just get access. You just get access. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah so but that's, but yeah. that's important. But that's, that's again, using important of how do we use our platforms and how do we use what back to hand, like what's in our hand, you know, to push for all these narratives that can create social change in the way that we see fit. Right. You know, rather than being these bits and pieces of things like, you know, like a, a, you know, a post here and there, a status, et cetera, et cetera. Like really have it be tangible change you know what i mean and and beyond accolades and beyond want for that like you got like you got like we said again Kyle Kaepernick he got G, gq meant with citizens of the year yes for for his putting his work and then you got people that want to argue like the tommy lawrence or tommy lawrence however you pronounce her damn name those conservatives and trump supporters like oh well why is the citizen of the year look at the troops I mean, look Let's look at some, <laughs> some yeah. That's real the way deal. to create some some dis, some some dis- discord and division and distraction. Right, division, distraction. Dis, yeah, this this this. Yeah, you know what I mean. But like, it's how and, and and standing true in your truth by you know like he's continuing his silent protest and just making the change by donating here, donating to these organizations, putting his time to uh-huh. black youth and things of that nature. How do we effectively? do these things how do we support how do celebrities get their hand in being different you know you see jay-z showing more showing up more um on a public landscape i'm sure he's been doing stuff but on public more public landscape he showed up a lot more um how his influence gets to be effective beyonce things of that nature there was a time when they were all out there they were all on the front line but what happened was people of color they became very submissive because they started eating good Mm. and this is what happens when you start eating good and you're no longer hungry and you then want to play to, you know, you want to play to a certain narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah, you know, it. because then you way out of in, 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 way out of integrity, and now you're more concerned with being connected to your network mm-hmm. as opposed to living an authentic life. Yeah, um, and in a transparent life. Because I, I my, I'm personally, you know, of, of a mind that. If these things are going to hinder, are going to, and see, this is the thing. This is how the matrix actually worked because nobody's actually pushing Denzel's buttons and telling him to say these kind of things. Nobody was pushing Bill Cosby's buttons and telling him to say those things. He literally decided that he was going to get on the microphone and say these things himself. Mm-hmm. So then once you become programmed, you're on autopilot. Right. Your consciousness then shows up in a certain way where you are no longer capable of making linear thinking and thoughts and decisions. This is why it's important to be clear on what is conducting you, yeah. who is conducting you, what issues and circumstances and mechanisms are, are conducting your energy. Right. You want to master yourself. That should be your foremost priority is mastering yourself and all yourselves and the parts of you. Sure. Spirituality, emotional, mental, like your whole nine. You want to be like a complete control of your person. That is the best rebellion that you could possibly have in this society. I think, you know? um, I think um, we got these last 10 minutes left. But 
one of the, probably one of the biggest stories that showed up, even though it's an old story, but it's good that it's coming to light. The Santonia Brown case of the young woman who's been sentenced to what sixty nine years, I believe, since two thousand four. Sixteen, she was sixteen, two thousand four, sentenced to um, practically what sixty nine years to life or something of that, of that nature for killing. Now, this is mind you to go back. You know, she's fell into a life of um, essentially being pimped, you know, and like being, you know, escorted to men and like all these different things as a young teenager, you know, being sold for sex and all these horrible things that, you know, aren't brought to light as much as they should be. Um, And, you know, at at one particular point at 16, she was sold to this one man, 43-year-old man, um, John Allen, I believe his name was. Um, And she, she brought to his home. And um, she, you know, she feared for her life by the, by the situation. But you know, regardless, she was already kind of used to that lifestyle. This situation made her feel very uncomfortable. You know, uh-huh. had guns around and all these different things made her very afraid. So afraid for her life to the point where she had to be to defend herself. That this is going to be a different situation where her life was threatened. And she and she shot this man in the head, killed him, and then she got sentenced um, for practically life. You know, and it's interesting old. because. My thing is, she's been in jail since two thousand four. Two thousand four, and since then, you know, even I'm like, co- she, you know, she got her degree and things like that, and like all, but she's still there. Yeah, but, but I'm heavily, I'm, I'm trying to understand. Now I'm gonna say something to you. Hear this. I'm trying to understand how is it that one, she was kidnapped; two, she was held against her will; three, she was definitely in a situation where she may have been suffering from Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, not Stockholm syndrome. She was she was held against her will. Mm-hmm. I would think that she would be experiencing some severe duress, mm-hmm. and she may not be quite thinking in a way that is allowing her to have access to making decent decisions. Right. Um, I know that when we talked about the Los Angeles shooter, every time we talk about these white men and these mass murders, Las Vegas, Las Vegas shooter, excuse me, we always show up with a conversation about their mental health and wellness being the first conversation. Right. That opportunity, which is which is still a privilege, is not available. That is not available to no one else. And Centelia Brown's very definitely in the case a space of that. Um, we actually talked about, um, but someone how, something was actually already done to this girl, not her being the victim. Right. She wasn't treated like the victim. They double victimized this young woman. Tried her as an adult, according to Tennessee law. They tried her as an adult, even though she was not of age. Um, so with that, advocacy laws, or advocacy is being placed to change those laws. But tried as an adult. And not having a her, child. Her, her child. She was a child. I actually saw an uh, interview the, the other day with Lunell. And she was talking about some things that happened to her. That I actually, a comedian Lunell, shouts out to her. I actually did not know that she was in the situation that she was in. But she said in her comment, in speaking to Behind the Scenes. I don't know what that is. Behind the Scenes is an interview. They do interviews with celebrities. And the gentleman, she said uh, she oh, was behind raped the behind the actor studio, that she was raped by a couple of white men. And he had to make sure. Now, I've never seen the interviewer on this behind the actor studio. I don't know who the interviewer was. 
But he made a very clear distinction to break her up into her interview and interject the, how old were you? Oh, well, how old were they? Well, they were probably 13 or 14. Oh, well, they weren't men. They were children. Oh. Mm. Okay. I just want to be clear that the consciousness is very distinct in the way it shows up in the response to certain things when it comes to people who have had a white cultural experience. And they want to be clear about that. They want to be clear. You want, in, in, in a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, joy, harmony, and abundance. Now, you want to be clear of what impedes your ability to see a broader picture. Mm. And your programming definitely has a lot to do with that. Because mm. he wanted to make the distinction that while she called them white men, which to a 13-year-old child, in the sense of having a psychological episode, she may have experienced them as being overpowering white men. Or maybe there was an association with that image, with these young men, three of them that raped her, and then she went back to school raped and bleeding in her seat okay and then she ended up in this interview the unfortunate default programming was was such that she then began to take responsibility for what they had done to her because she said i went with them and i shouldn't have gone with the boys i cut school i shouldn't have did that so now she's in somewhat of a um, you could hear a looming conversation of her blaming herself for mm, this experience blaming and that's what comes up out of all of that like was I Because was now I, you gotta defend. Right. And then her parents drilled this down and made her step parents, her mother and stepfather made her recant her story. So these men, these young boys never answered for their crimes. And the you know the statistics is once an abuser of something like that, you're likely to do it again. That's just science. That's the statistics. Yeah. If you're a rapist or a raper or a molester, if you do it once, you're likely to do it again. Right. Um, so this is what she left off to say. But I just interjected that to speak to speak to the fact that this was indeed a child. Yeah. And she, this this at 16 years old when she was tried, that wasn't when the incident actually occurred. She had been being pimped out. She had been being sold to these men for a number for of some time, for yeah. some time right. prior to that experience. So she was already experiencing trauma as it right. was right and it was and it was even and it, it designated beforehand because her mother was going through the same you know and like just what you want to like speaking to the whole mental health thing of that nature you know a mother was going through the same trials and tribulations as she was and then you know drinking and things of that nature you know while you know while she had her and all these different things uh, uh, you want to look at these these pieces that create these scenarios for people um like the centoya browns of the world that have to um deal with almost this kind of this, this patriarchal issue like I, this this right this issue of like oh this is guy he must care for me or whatever whatever the exact conversation initially was for him to be connected with this woman and to have her pimped out for years and years and ultimately into the space where she's in jail for damn near life because she tried to defend her life you know in a situation where she was old enough to realize probably this is not this can't work but then you have some celebrities when female celebrities like one is Kim Kardashian yeah um, who's stepping up to like be a part of this? No, we're not having this conversation. Right. Somehow we're gonna stand up for this young woman. Yeah. Y'all not gonna continue to railroad this young woman. So that's being the difference. That's different. Mm-hmm. That's using your possibility to create um, a space for someone else's next pos- highest possibility and for their their expansion. Right. Um, and when it matters, right? Because you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, it's, it's important. Um, that's that's important to using your your celebrity now because like this is this very well could be a, a very changing opportunity for this young woman because no one heard of this case. I mean, the people that I'm gonna say no one, crazy. but it hasn't been some prevalent it wasn't case. It was before it was before social media and things of that nature. Yeah, and you know it's it's so important. However, this popped up now. It it needed to happen. Like this, this is a time where this change gets to take place. Right. So, you know, like how do how do we right the wrongs of of, of the justice system, and 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 support people uh, seeing freedom? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, shouts out to them for that, and yeah. we're gonna keep uh, Sister Santoya Brown in our Santoya uh, Brown is in our hearts and our and hearts yeah, minds. Absolutely, prayers for her. Um, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna do this quick. Oh, so. There are a lot of challenges that happen. I don't generally participate in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, I don't generally participate in any of these challenges. I get posts about, you know, post a selfie. I post plenty of selfies all the time. I don't feel the need to post a selfie because somebody tagged me and said post a selfie. I post selfies all the time. Um, but anyhow, I generally don't participate in challenges. But I was I received a mask off challenge, which is basically Lucinda Cross, who is the activate chief activator, master uh, coach, master coach. Um, you can find her on LucindaCross.com. Uh, just completed her final finale activate conference, which is a powerhouse event. I missed it this year. Um, and last year I was actually caught up, not even caught up, but I was actually doing some coaching myself that same weekend, some volunteer coaching both weekends, ironically ended up falling on the same day. So I missed that opportunity. However, I did see some of the recap, and she sent out a, a, a mask off challenge. So I said, okay, I'll do them. I'll take the challenge. And the premise of it is basically to demonstrate yourself transparent and speak of something that, you know, I'll just step in there. Um, so I have one, a couple of things. One is I secretly dance to, like, sexy music, like I'm some sort of video vixen, <laughs> which is like, you know, well, whatever. You know, <laughs> by myself when I'm home alone. Uh, yeah, I have like this alter ego in my head where I'm like okay, super awesome. getting my super sexy on. Um, and another one is I, I, I write, I've written speeches, I've given speeches accepting my Oscar award and my Nobel Peace Prize. Yes, and that's like that's like a big one for me because I like I stand in front of the, the mirror so, and I accept my award so humbly. So, so um, this, this mask off is like what sharing like something you don't normally share. Like, what's, so, like yeah, it's kind of like that. But I mean, I'm really I'm really a transparent person anyway, so it's not like a big okay. deal for me in terms of sharing things that are like maybe no one knows. But I think that part those I've never shared those two and out loud mm. to anyone. Um, and another one is um, that I secretly want to have like a powerhouse lunch and brunch with like a, I have like a laundry list of A-list people that I wanted to be with. Okay, give me um, five. Okay. <laughs> give me five on a black hand. Well, the truth is, you know, Oprah is one of them. You know, Oprah. Of course. You know, I want to see, you know, I want to be with Lisa Nichols. You know, I want to be with um, Iyana Vinzan. Um, um, and... Two more. Two more. Um, yeah, well, a couple of people that I want to put, put on there that's, like, powerhouse to me. Like, I want Lucinda on there. Lucinda forwarded my book. 
Um, Which and is? A Queen Deferred, Volume 2, she yeah. forwarded my book. Um, and I want to also have The Brat. I want to have Queen Latifah. I want to have Queen Penn from back in the day. That's my old soldier right there. Uh, yep. um, and you know what? They really be like... They be shutting that girl down, but but I'm I'm gonna have to hold I'm gonna have to hold little Kim, I'm gonna have to hold little Kim I'm gonna have to hold little Kim because I'm I'm attached to a little Kim who stood for like women's power and like being a boss on them streets back in the day, in such a way that wasn't available to women at that time. She's making her way back in, her and Remy Ma. Shout out to them. Shouts out to them. I mean, you don't have to like it. I don't particularly care for some other things, but that's not my business because it's not my business. Right. That's a grown woman. She can do what she want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. Shouts so, out. So, yeah. we're going to wrap up challenge. with that. Mask off challenge. Check so. out Queen, uh, activate Queen Lucinda Cross. L-U-C-I-N-D-A-C-R-O-S-S. And so what's I'm, your mask off challenge? Hashtag mask off challenge. Hashtag Sharing mask transparency. Off something, you know. Holla Take at you. That mask Holla off. at you. Take your mask off. It's empowering. Trust me. Yeah. And hear this. Um, I'm Queen Neferatu Mati Ra. And we're going to wrap up today's sound bites. Yes, Thank yes. you for receiving from us. Thank you so My heart much. to yours always. Always. Peace we love you. Peace and blessings. Y'all. And may the ancestors continue to protect you, guide you, and keep you. Peace and blessings. Yes. Namaste. Yes. One love. I see it. Kyle Neferai signing off. Signing off. Soundbites Radio, y'all. We're going to get out of here. Peace. 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 Catch us next week.